I talk about the prison of comparison because once you start that game of comparing, you're in, you're in a prison cell because yeah. there's always someone with more, always someone with better, and you're always focused on an external metric rather than an internal metric. And it's very dangerous because often we're comparing against one variable, not in totality. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, You've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do. And now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm excited to bring a guest to you today, Finian Kelly. He is a sought-after speaker, event facilitator, and executive coach. He's been dubbed the business mystic because of his unique ability to put consciousness into business and inspire leaders to find new levels of meaning and purpose through their creative endeavors. As an entrepreneur, Finian built and exited two multi-million dollar companies in the financial industry. He's the creator and Chief Visionary Officer of Intentionality.com. Through four paths of the Intentionality Framework, Finian guides people to be purposeful and aligned in their belief, thoughts, and behaviors so they can feel more love in their life, which we all know is amazing. I'm really excited to dig into this conversation today and learn more about Finian and what amazing conversations we're going to have in relationship to success and growth. Before we do that, I just want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions. If you are someone who knows that there is more for you out there, if you are someone who is trying to figure out exactly when on your path to the success that you now have, that you went off track, when did life become somebody else's? You've opened up your eyes. You know that there's more to be had than what you've built for yourself. Even though everybody outside of you keeps telling you how successful you are. The Design Your Life Book Club and Mastermind is for you. Reach out. Let's get on a call. See if it's a good fit for you so that you can start connecting with other people who have given that shift to a life that they love um, and are able to show you through their mistakes and their successes how to live a life that you love. Remember, you have the ability to design your life and you owe it to yourself to have the courage to live it. Let's go ahead and jump into this conversation. Finian, thank you so much for being on the show with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Amber. I really enjoyed your introduction. I was like, there's a lot of language that I use in my business as well. So, Oh my gosh, line. I love it. That means this is going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so let's go ahead and dig right in because there's a couple of different things that um, really jumped out at me as I was going through you and your background and your bio. And the first one is intentionality.com. Like how amazing is that? Um, so tell me kind of where that came from, because I think that it, intentionality has to be the underlying of everything we do. It is. Thanks so much, Amber. So it's quite funny. If you actually go to intentionality.com right now, we don't have that much there um, because we're, it's all under my personal website, finneyandkelly.com. But 
what happened was last year I was reflecting on, I'd sold another business. I was reflecting on where I'm going next. And I started looking back through all the testimonials and reviews of people I've worked with. And because I trust these people, they're incredible entrepreneurs who have had a lot of success and I've enjoyed working with them. And over the, the journey, there's just this common theme. It was this Finian's the intentionality guy. And I sat there for a while and went, okay, when one person says it, it's something. When two people says it, but when three or more, you're like, all right, there's a trend here. And I went, well, that is sort of how, that is definitely me. Like it, if I looked at my life, it has always been built around intentionality. And I've always wanted to be known for one word because something powerful about one word, staying in your lane, it's a lot easier to market and position. And when I, as soon as I put intentionality at the top over everything I've done before, it all made sense. All the different things, which seemed like they weren't lined up, suddenly went, ah, oh, I felt whole and complete. And then I went, well, does that even exist, intentionality.com? It was taken. I reached out to a company and it was one of those things where the universe just handed it in the lap for me. It just, the company said, look, this is a project we were working on. We're willing to give this up. And I bought it off them. And what's funny, I nearly pulled out once I got the price and the price wasn't that much. But it was almost like it was too good to be true. And I pulled out. And then luckily, my uh, partner said, no, go get that. And I did. And then afterwards, they were like, oh, also, we have the registered trademark as well for intentionality. Do you want that as well? And it was like, okay, okay, universe. So <laughs> I hear so you, right? Re really, yeah, it's been amazing. And uh, now everything I do is speaking about intentionality and um, we're really going to build a, a big platform there because you are right. It's the foundation of everything. And for me, intentionality is defining how you want to feel and then taking deliberate action towards it. It's that combination of vision and action. And that's where people, they, they don't realize it's you have free will. You have choice that you can live an extraordinary life. You just have to go out and get it. Yes. I love that. You know, it's so much hits home with what you're talking about right now, because as an attorney that at some point in time woke up and realized like I had lied to myself or been lied to about what life was supposed to be. You know, I've watched people get addicted to these accomplishments, whether it be educational mm -hmm. or, and, and you convince yourself that you're moving in a direction that you want to go because of that dopamine high that you get from the accomplishment, right? Mm -hmm. And then at some point in time, you're so miserable that those those dopamine high of convictions, or I'm sorry, of accomplishments can't overcome that like complete dread that you have for getting up and living your life every day. Um, and I see people all the time who are so far into their career, whether it be a corporate career or a legal career or some sort of postgraduate education, that they're like, I don't know how to get out of this. And they're like, where did I go wrong? And nobody can answer that question because they didn't have that intentionality behind it, which I think is what's so crazy, which is why I say it's got to be the base of everything we do. It is. And, and the way you positioned at the start, you said how people wake up one day, they're off their path. That yeah. is what's happened is that they thought they were on their path, but they were never on their path. They're on someone else's. We, we get conditioned over time. Uh, all starts happening at a very young age, whether it's through our parents, our school system, religious organizations, media. And we believe, we start believing these things. But what are beliefs? Beliefs are just stories. That's all they are. They're made up. And often it happened because of a fear-based moment in our life. And then we go through life 
believe in these things, which then shape certain thoughts, which then shape these behaviors, which then get this feeling. We keep on this hamster wheel and we keep spinning and spinning and it gets stronger and stronger. And eventually we wake up and we went, why do I feel so miserable? And it's because these were never really your beliefs. And, and this is why I challenge people when they get so attached to their belief. I'm like, why are you so attached to that belief? Like we know that most of them are lies. So yeah. be at least open to, to another way and, and exploring another possibility. And that's, that's really the first step of that transformation is, is the awareness that potentially this isn't your belief. Yeah, that's um, so super important because what I find is that a lot of people who are in this situation are here because everybody around them thinks their life is more successful than what that person is living, right? We all have mm -hmm. this tendency as human nature to look at somebody else's life and think it must be so much better. That's why if you can see this behind me, this sits behind me all day and it says, um, I'm too busy working on my own grass to wonder whether yours is greener. Because mm. we sit there and we look at others and we compare and we think, oh, they're so much more successful. Then we tell them that and they're like, well, everybody else thinks I'm successful. What's wrong with me that I don't feel it? Mm -hmm. And then they think, well, maybe I just need to work harder. And then they yep. keep going and going and going. So I, I absolutely love that path. So I wouldn't be a good. Oh, go ahead. I just want to jump in there because it feeds well. We're like we have in intentionality. It's a philosophy and the seven core principles. And it's, it's to help you find your path, get on your path and stay on your path. And each principle has in-depth behaviors. And, and I loved what you brought up then because one of the principles of intentionality is escape the prison of comparison by focusing on your path and what steps you can take today. And I talk about the prison of comparison because once you start that game of comparing, you're in, you're in a prison cell because yeah. there's always someone with more, always someone with better, and you're always focused on an external metric rather than an internal metric. And it's very dangerous because often we're comparing against one variable, not in totality. We don't know the truth. We don't know behind the scenes. And this, it's just never going to fulfill you. So I love that, that grass, like focusing on your own graph. It's very similar, like focus on your path. And what can yeah. you do today? Maybe the fact that you're comparing is highlighting that there's something else you can do today and just focus yeah. on that. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that all comparison is, is bad because we do need to look at others and model them and learn from them. What I think is really important, though, is stepping back and realizing that um, when you think somebody, there's a difference between comparing your life to someone else's for the purpose of wondering what's missing from yours yeah. and looking at what they've done and accomplished to determine whether or not you want to do the same thing. The caution that I normally give people is when you, when you look at somebody though, and you say, oh, they have what I want. You have to, if you want to create that, you have to look at and do and, and know what they did when they were you, mm -hmm. not what they're doing now. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like too many times people are like, Oh, I did this and it didn't work. Well, that's because you're on step 100 over here mm -hmm. and you haven't started yet. So. Yeah. And there's another powerful C word, which I think comes more powerful there instead of comparing, because comparing is uh, almost making yourself feeling in a lacking position or potentially sometimes we compare down, which is just as bad. But like we mm -hmm. think it's a good thing to compare down. I'm not. You're then putting it, feeding the ego to make yourself feel more justified. So instead, what we could use is curiosity. We mm -hmm. could be curious. How is it that they're living that life? 
Um, what have they done to get to that place? It's a very different, it's a curiosity goes to a place of learning high vibration rather than comparing, which is ego, low vibration. Yeah. I love that so much. It's so interesting that you say that because I was talking to a friend of mine this morning about making some adjustments to the way that I do my morning routine and the way that mm. I set my day up. And I was telling her in particularly, are you familiar with 75 hard? The program oh, 75 hard. So um, the idea is you do a bunch of things for 75 days and, and they're supposed to be hard and they are. It's like two workouts a day, a gallon of water a day, yep. whatever. Right. Um, but if you mess up, you start over on day one. And, you're, and I said, you know, I'm really not feeling this because it creates this belief that I can just start again. I can just start yep. over. And like, I go back to day one when I really don't like, you know, if you're on day 15, you're on day 15. You don't get to go back to day one, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't get that time back. I said, but more than that, it creates this like perfectionist trigger in me where if, you know, if I forget to take a progress picture in a day, then the other six things I did don't matter. Um, and she said to me, she says, what if you approached this journey with curiosity instead? And it's so crazy that you just said the same thing. There are just words that the universe throws at you yeah. when you're ready to hear them. Yeah, that might be your word. And I think what you just brought up is something which I'm very committed to. Like I love morning routines, evening routines. Like I have rituals going through the everywhere. You can name it. But something which I teach people, it's a behavior of intentionality is um, be disciplined, but not rigid. Mm -hmm. Rigid is this idea that you have to do it every day. And what that does is it sets the ego up for, for a great day when you miss it. And then you can just go, look at you, you've ruined it, you've sabotaged. So then, for example, people have, I was coaching someone about food yesterday. And on the day they eat, like, I don't know, a milkshake in the morning, then they're like, well, I've ruined it. I might as well just ruin today and I'll start tomorrow. I'm like, no, there's still two healthy meals you can eat today. Like just do one thing better in, uh, the rest of the day. And then that just moves you through and it just stops the ego taking control of you. Yeah. Yeah. Or that um, common line that we've all used in healthy lifestyles. I'll start on Monday. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll never forget the first time. Uh, thank God this was the only time that I was sitting with somebody eating and they said, Amber, I just looked at what you ordered. I thought you were going to start eating better. And I said, it's okay. I'll start on Monday. They're like, today is Monday. I'm like, crap, I'll start next nice. Monday. Right? <laughs> like it was crazy. So, um, I, I love that, um, be disciplined and not rigid. I think that's so important. So I want to, um, switch just a little bit. And I've been so excited to ask you this question, right. um, because I wouldn't be a good pot or a good podcast guest or host if I didn't stir the pot just a little bit. Um, so you have something on your website that I'm trying to decide whether I agree with or not. And I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it. I'm curious um, as well. I'm like, what's on my website? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a statement on your website that says we pick our childhood circumstances to set the scene for our life lessons. And I would love to know yeah. what you mean by that, because there's a part of me that says, man, that's deep. And then there's the part of me that thinks about all of the shit that I've been through in my life that is like, I did not pick this right and so there's this this back and forth and i would love to hear number one what you mean by that and go really mm -hmm. deep into that well i'm super impressed that you went to that level of uh exploration beforehand and you've asked a really pointy question and one that's very relevant to my life where i'm at right now so let me go back to what i mean by that so i i believe in life there's there's three levels of the human being almost like the the entity of us there's the first is the personality and that is our, the one what's in this body 
It's mortal. It's here for this lifetime. Um, it's our likes, our dislikes. This is where the ego often hangs out in, in, in a great area. And um, that's one level. The second level is the soul. The soul is the part of us, the, the part of the eternal, which chose to come through in this life, in this exact moment when the sun was in alignment with these stars to go into this circumstance with these parents to learn something, a conscious choice. A, a, we as a personality can't understand it because we're only in this lifetime, but the soul has multiple lifetimes and it's looking in and it's going, I want to go in to have these lessons and I want to have these um, I'll create these scenarios to learn this particular way to, to expand my soul growth. And then the third is the spirit level. It's that connection of oneness, God, divine universe source. And we actually operate in all three, but unfortunately the personality becomes so strong that we, we think we're just the personality, this one, one um, part of us. So when you, if you believe that there's more than just this lifetime, and that there's something bigger than just us. That's what I like to say. I, I don't, I don't, you don't need to use a particular word, but all you need to have, have this awareness that there's something bigger than us and that potentially this life is continuous. It's not just happening in a linear form. It's all happening at once. This is one, one lifetime. You could then believe that there is this soul that has greater wisdom than us as a personality who has chosen to come through and have these experiences. Now, if you actually get to that place, in a way that empowers you, because yes, there's a moment where you're like, how could I choose to go through those circumstances? Because that was so horrible. But then in the moment you went, well, if, I, if there's something bigger than me that chose to come through, maybe I'm stronger than what I actually realize I am. And maybe this is all meant to be. And suddenly you transition from victim to the uh, the creator to the, to the choosing it. And that has definitely helped me a lot and it's helped me understand it. And then it's, it's enabled me to transition from personality to soul work in my relationships. Now, my personality doesn't like certain people in my life. And some of the things that happened to me are inexcusable on the personality level, but I have to believe that my soul was chosen this for a reason. So I've got to go, well, even though in the, in the, this level, I'm like, I don't want to go down that path. I don't want to have to forgive. I don't want to have to let go because my personality wants to hang on to this. I, I lean into it because I go, well, I don't want to repeat this again. This could mm -hmm. just, I'll just have to do this again. And I can tell you, I definitely don't want to do some of these things again. So, so that's what I mean by that. It's so interesting because I grew up in a very, very religious community and um, I can't tell you how many times I've heard the phrase that irritates the hell out of me um, that God has a purpose, right? God has a plan. And, I, and I'm sure that I'm not saying that's not true. What I am saying is my problem with that in the past has always been that when that's said, it hands over this like power to this overreaching thing that has created this plan for us. And I do believe there's this higher power. And I do believe that there's something more powerful than us here. Um, and I also believe that nobody really knows what happens after this, right? Which is what makes religion so interesting to me, that everybody mm -hmm. can be so sure of themselves and nobody could possibly know. Um, when you talk about it, you talk about it in this way of 
giving yourself back that power of saying, yes, there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger plan that you know nothing about. Here you are in this situation right now. How are you going to handle it? And I think that that's really, really interesting. Thank you. And and that is a, the important part. I totally agree. I've always struggled with that religious context. I'm like, it's just a cop out. Like you're you're excusing certain behaviors now or what's been done to you by something else where you'll notice it. The language I'm using in a weird way, yes, there's a high plan, but what happens if there's a plan that you've created that you just don't remember? It's actually saying that there's a you element. It's not some mythical creature. It's just your version. And there's a connection to this source consciousness, which is just governing all, but it's, it's not like someone's pulling the strings. And, mm -hmm. I, and I feel like suddenly if more people just started accepting that and being more open to that idea, then we can start taking back control of our mind, our life, taking actions, taking responsibility and, and be willing to um, actually live the values truly that a lot of these religious organizations say that they do. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because on, you know, anybody who's just listening to this for the first time, they're, thought may be, holy crap, what did I just descend onto? Like, what did I just listen to? Um, what kind of craziness is this? But if, if you believe in the law of attraction, if you believe that the way that our human mind filters information that allows you to remember experiences completely different than me because of what our brain has said is important based upon our experiences. If you believe that you have the ability to create the life that you want to have based upon what you read and what you allow to come into your senses and who you surround yourself with, then this is not that big of a, a, a leap. It's not at all. It's, it's, it's almost when you actually allow it to be tried on. And that's what I always say with people is just try it on let it marinate, like let it actually marinate through your body and see what is, what is happening for you. I believe the principles of intentionality, I haven't heard anyone say that's not truth yet. Now mm -hmm. I've had every organization, religious organization, I've worked with different organizations um, for people and I'm never questioning anyone's belief set. I just want you to see whether this is truth and whether there's potentially things that you are adopting which you don't believe are truthful. But because they've been pre preached to you in some form, you have to accept it. So with anything I, I talk about is like, don't trust me. Definitely don't trust me. But trust yourself. Feel how it marinates through you. And then see by living by one of these principles. By Like if you choose love over fear, do you always experience more peace and joy? I haven't found anyone who hasn't, who hasn't actually been able to say yes to that. So try it on. And then you start seeing it and you're like, oh, wow, this works. And you don't even have to understand it that much. You just have to have that internal wisdom. And the Buddha always spoke about that. There was three levels of wisdom. One is the devotion where it's someone has just said, here's the scripture, follow it. Then the next level is the intellect where the intellect goes, oh, I can conceptually understand that. Amber's a smart person. I trust that. And then the third is Pana wisdom, which is your experience. You've actually tried this on and you're like, oh, this works for me. And the Buddha actually says that and actually most spiritual teachers say that they always say at the end trust your own experience own intuition over anything i've said and and yeah. that is a, a core part of most religious teachings which seems to get lost with 
different people preaching different things for their own agenda. Yeah. And I mean, in the coaching space too, right? Like how many coaches have we listened to that have said, do things the exact way that I tell you and listen to me, right? I'm always extremely um, hesitant to refer anybody to, to work with anybody who says like, this is the way to do it and doesn't encourage like outward looking and, and multiple different, um, multiple different perspectives. Um, something that you said, I think that's really, really powerful in every area of life, a spirituality, business, health, everything is that you don't have to understand it. And I would push that back a little bit and say like, you shouldn't understand it. The, mm -hmm. Like you should just know, right. You should know or feel, or it's something that you can see through like this vision that you have. Um, when we try to logically understand it, we walk ourselves back into those same patterns and programs that we've built for ourselves instead of allowing ourselves to step into this new amazing world that is trying to open itself up to us. Yeah, we're so aligned, Amber. The, the intellect, that knowing is the, I mean, the, the understanding is in the intellect and that is always limited. It's, it's your programs have been running. The ego loves to hang out in that area where the knowing is in the heart. And the heart is tapped into universal source energy. It will always tell you truth. It's why they're now like the Heart Math Institute shows that the heart is, has more of a brain than the brain. And it actually, we intuitively know, then we send up information to the brain to process it, then we put it back down to our heart. And it's why I get people like one of the most important things to do with coaching clients is I get them to start activating their heart. And we're doing this with fast growing companies, like very left brain thinking uh, leaders. And we got to go, we've got to get you into your heart because you're going to be able to pick up the next strategic move a lot quicker by just asking. You'll just ask like, what do I need to do here? And it'll give you an answer before you've even asked it because it's intuitive. It knows it. So we've got to train that, which is, which is uh, a real asset for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen the movie? I am. It's a documentary. Um, so I will send you and for everybody listening, I'll post it in the show notes because I don't have the director information right now, but it was made by the director of Ace Ventura and a lot of the Jim Carrey movies. Awesome. And when he got really sick and started to, um, Doctors were telling him there was really nothing that they could do for him. And he was starting to get smothered by all this material success that he had created for himself. He started going down this spiritual understanding path of like, what else is there, right? Um, and there's a part in that movie that blows me away every single time in this documentary. And it's where he's talking about the fact that everything in the world is energetically connected. Mm -hmm. And to establish this, they take like one of those um, machines that measures electronic currents mm -hmm. and they put it in yogurt and then they put the director um, right next to the yogurt, but not connected by anything. And they ask him to think about different things and you can tell whether he's thinking happy things or sad things by the way the yogurt electronically responds to his thoughts. And it blows my mind. Yeah, there is so much evidence about this now. There's what people think was a very left field, spiritual, ethereal concept is now proven with science. It's quantum physics. Um, there is now evidence that everything on, in the earth 
has a biofield around us. So we think we stop at our skins, but we actually have this biofield around us. And it's connected to basically information connected to the field of everything that exists. It's almost like the unmanifested uh, energy and unmanifested form. So it's always in the field before it ends up in the body. So when people talk about sicknesses, it's in the field. We can tell someone with an unhealthy field will eventually get something in their body. And this is why there's limitations in a lot of modern medicine because it's all about just fixing in the matter area. It's like you have something, I'll take it out of the, the matter because that's where we focus on matter to matter. But if you don't heal the field, which is an emotional concept to generally, then it's just going to come back again. And that's why it has to be a two-pronged approach. How do we operate in the field and in matter? And we're seeing this with science experiments, with the effect of intention on water. Um, there's, there's, you can put that in the show notes as well, which is the Japanese uh, um, researcher who's done some amazing work there, the effect of plants sending them love and they grow nicer. We yeah. know this. And it's also why when one person has a creative idea here and the invention, often on the other side of the world at the exact same time it's happening, because there isn't an original thought. It came from the field. One person got it. And then because we're all connected, that person got it as well. And it just happens at the same time. And this happens all the time. It's so cool. It's one of the reasons that going through this process for me, um, I mentioned that I'm an attorney and I still practice law. However, I've stepped back and done, you know, a lot of coaching stuff and, and NLP training and things mm -hmm. to that as well. Um, and there were a couple of things that jumped out at me when you were talking. The first was um, the first time I was working with anybody in a training setting. Sorry, apparently my dog wants it. Um, the first time that I was working with somebody on in a training setting and they were telling me that like the first time they had experienced anger was like seven lifetimes ago and they were like on a pirate ship. And I was like, the attorney in me says no go. <laughs> I'm like, this is not okay. And I remember talking to my trainer going, okay, like, I, I can't let her continue to think this. Like I have to show her the empirical evidence that like she was born on this date and like, right. I said, is it real? And she says, does it matter? And I said, yes, I'm an attorney. Absolutely. It matters. She's like, no, it doesn't. Like if, if her brain thinks it's real, then it's dictating everything that she does. Mm -hmm. And we spend so much of our life thinking, you know, we have these inclinations of all of these thoughts that we have and then we spend so much of our life logically trying to explain them instead of just accepting them when our brain thinks it's real and it's dictating everything we do, whether we logically want it to or not. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's why there's so many wounds in families that are unhealed because people are like, they'll argue over that didn't happen that way. And I'm like, you're missing the point. If your child feels this particular way, it doesn't matter what exactly happened. The child feels this way. So wouldn't you rather connect and try to heal that and help them uh, navigate that process? You don't need to know the facts. It's once again, it's your ego. And, and you can't trust your own facts. Like we, yeah. all, we all have realized in the past that, whoa, we didn't tell the right story there or we didn't pick up certain things. So we've got to be able to let that go. And I also, with the belief thing, how, how many things as we've got older, what you didn't believe, you now believe because you've had an yes. experience. And we can look back, everyone can look back in their life and go, oh, I wasn't, I didn't believe in this type of healing modality. Or I didn't believe in that this was possible. I didn't believe it was possible to have for some people that we could be having a video conference like 30 right. years ago, people didn't believe that. So then I go, how do you know that that person we think is crazy is actually just more tapped in? 
than you? Yeah. Right? And what, what else is potentially undiscovered right now? Wouldn't you rather just be open rather than defending yeah. something which is potentially not even true? Yeah, absolutely. And then also going back to what we were talking about being connected, um, when I started going through this process and I realized just how much my brain had been trying to tell me and my body had been trying to tell me that I had refused to listen to my entire life, mm -hmm. um, those moments that people pop in your head, I used to be like, oh, that's cool. Like I'm just thinking about them. Now I will like stop what I'm doing and I will pick up the phone and I will call that person. I will text that person. And you wouldn't, well, you would probably believe that how many times I've reached out and it's either been, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. I was just thinking about you too. Or I just am having the worst day ever. And I really am thankful that you reached out because I just really needed to connect with someone or man, this really cool thing just happened to me. And I really wanted to share it. Like there's some connection that they're like, holy cow, it's so weird that you just called me. Like, no, it's not. I just listened. Mm -hmm. And that is, you have to be listening and you have to be open and then you just practice it. And the more mm -hmm. you, you're willing to be open and train this intuition, it becomes a superpower. You talk about success, like that is what successful people are. They're willing yeah. to understand that they don't have to work hard. Like that's a lie. That's a, that's mm -hmm. a program that we've got going. If you tap into the field, now the field is always expanding and always giving. So if you tap into the field, that means you're always expanding and always receiving. That's why some people can go effortlessly through life and they still have huge impact because they're not yeah. operating on the 3D world. They're operating in the 5D world in that place of the field. And that's why I encourage people, if you think this is a, um, I don't know, something where you don't have to worry about or that seems a little bit weak or too emotional, I would challenge you and go, you might be missing out. Like there's some incredible things happening in this. And, and sports people know this. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of musicians know this. Uh, movie stars. And some of these top, top entrepreneurs, they do this better than anyone. But then there's yeah. this middle ground of people who aren't willing to do it. But they're all comparing themselves against the entrepreneur, but they're not re realizing that there's an opportunity for them to tap into something bigger than themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So for that business owner and entrepreneur that's listening to this podcast going now, man, this sounds really great. I'm just not sure that that I'm there yet. What advice do you have for them for how to really start moving into exploring the space for themselves? Like where, where do you advise people to start to listen? Mm. So I'd advise them to start listening to themselves. So a really simple exercise, which I love doing with people, uh, and we could even try it right now um, if you're open to it, is to help people understand the power of the love emotion and the fear emotion. And um, would you be open to trying it I'm, on right I'm now? open for anything. All right. So, I have no idea what's coming. So right, when this so, gets published, it'll be a surprise to everyone. Awesome. So start by closing <laughs> your eyes, Amber, and everyone else in the audience. Just start by closing your eyes and just start... Paying attention to your breath. Start by breathing in and out of your heart center. Just dropping into the present moment, letting go of any need to do anything. Just be here right now. Now I want you to go to a time in your life where you just felt so great about a decision and you just felt so much love. It might be this moment where you 
committed to your partner, it could be about a child, it could be about a business opportunity, whatever it was, just go back to that moment and just start living that moment out like it's happening right now. So waking up the senses, seeing yourself go through that, that place of love and that feeling of, yes, this was a good decision. And just start observing what's happening in your body. What's happening with your breath. And just really just, yeah, just keep that connection going. Now I want you to go to another time, time in your life where there was a lot of fear. There was a feeling that you just made a wrong decision. This was a big no. And just start living that out right now. And start noticing what's happening in your body and what's happening with your breath. Really observe it, really feel it. keeping witness of that state of being. And now just to finish off, let's go back to that loving place again, that place where you were at the start, where you just felt like a big yes. Really live that out again. Feeling those senses come alive. Observe what's happening with your body. And that's what's happening with your breath. And then savoring that last little bit of love. And then when you're ready, you can open up your eyes. Okay, so I have to say a couple of things. First of all, um, I've asked this question to a ton of people, and you're the first person ever that has been like, well, let's do it now. I'm like, shit. Okay, so <laughs> um, here's what I'll say, though. For anybody who is listening to this, I would encourage you to go over to the YouTube channel to mark this spot and to go watch it. Because I know enough about the way that I feel and look to know that even somebody who's not trained will be able to see the difference in the way that I looked even on camera between the two things that I was thinking about. Um, it was, it's always so crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So if you, if, if there's anybody out there is like, I used to be that needs that visual proof that this stuff is real. Go over and check out the YouTube channel because it, it's insane. I don't know what it looked like. I'm interested to go look at it, mm -hmm. but I can tell you that I felt it. Yeah. And then just try it on at home. So tell me, what did you talk me through? Where did you go to in the first bit and the love bit? And what did you notice? And then where did you go to in the fear bit? For me? Are yeah. you asking me? Yeah, yeah. I'm so, asking. You're on the spot now, Amber. <laughs> I know, right? So the love was when I fin when I crossed the finish line for my 24-hour obstacle course race. Whoa. Um, and that just feeling of accomplishment of knowing that the last you know year of training and the last 36 hours of running and um being awake and had been worth it and the hugs that I got from my family and remembering like standing there getting my goal of 25 miles and and chilling there. So that was Amazing. that was the love piece. Um and what was really interesting for me is the other piece my 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 unconscious mind knew before my conscious mind what it was because I couldn't like I was trying to think of something that was that decision that I wasn't happy with. And um, 
I felt my physiology start to change before mm. I physically had a memory. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, and this is going to be, this is the lesson for all you entrepreneurs out there. It was discounting my prices for a client and then dealing with the fallback from that client being one of the most difficult clients I've ever worked with. Yeah, amazing. So tell me, you said you noticed physiological change. Mm -hmm. What happened when you're feeling love? What sensations did you have in your body? Um, so my, my breathing got deeper and calmed down. Mm -hmm. Um, my, um, facial, um, expressions were like, my muscles were more relaxed and mm -hmm. they were, um, and I know that I had more color in my face. Like there was more blood in my face. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when on the other side, I know that my breathing got almost nervous, um, and fast paced and I could feel the color drain from my face and I felt all of the muscles in my face change. Amazing. So What's really powerful about this is we people think they need to like live something and have experience to mm -hmm. to feel it. We just proved that you don't have to. Yeah. Like we were here for 30 seconds, teleported into another time of your life and you felt the same sensations. And two things happen every time. No matter what any event occurs, two things happen. There's a sensation in the body and then there's a change in the respiration in your mm -hmm. breath. So we can use them to do a few different things. One, we can check in and go, what's happening with my body right now? What's happening with my breath? And it will tell you whether you're in a love state or a fear state. If your breath is like what it was in that moment and everyone's different. So that's why I can't prescribe, oh, it's this exact breath. It's you have your, mm -hmm. own, your own physiological state. You'll be like, oh, I'm in a fear state right now. And if you're in a fear state, you should not be making any decisions. Like you got to stop right now. In that moment, get yourself back up into a love state. And that's what's really powerful. How quickly were you able to get yourself back into a love yeah. state? You went back there. Yeah, Good. absolutely. And I love that you just said to get yourself out of that state because you can't make any decisions because that's one of the underlying principles of everything that we do with NLP is that there's no unresourceful people, only unresourceful states. And when you're in that panic mode of not knowing what to do next and worried about whatever and just not, you know, we'll, we'll use your words, that fear state, um, you can't make a decision. And, and the only way, what's crazy is I know that there are people listening here who have been there and maybe are there. And if you guys can think back to a time where you were there before and the moment you calmed yourself down, all of the answers came to you. Mm -hmm. It was like this floodgate of opportunities that you were then able to start trying to see what worked, but nothing works when you're in that highly emotional fear state. Totally right. And that, so we just saw, that's why I said, let's start with this simple exercise because you now have an intuitive like tool for yourself. Mm -hmm. You can use it to one, you don't have to be in a yucky state anymore, a fear-based yeah. state. You can have choice. That's actually free will. You're choosing to stay in that state because you're indulging that experience. Get back into a love-based state. So that's one. We can also use it to a sense, are we in love or fear? Great, another power. We can also use it for making decision-making. So exactly now, if you go to a thing where you're like going to discount a person's fees or you're deciding mm -hmm. to hire a person, you can check what your body's doing. And I guarantee if it's wrong, it'll go to that place again. And you need to trust it. This is where this intuitive power comes. You need to be willing to go, but on paper, this person looks amazing. Yeah. And you need to be able to override it because your intellect's going to say yes, but you need to override it with the heart if it's giving you a clue. Now, if it feels yeah. great, if you're breathing calmly, you're feeling light, go for it. Like you can just yeah. go for it. 
But if you're not, you have to be willing to override. And that's where we have to start trusting ourselves, our truth yeah. within us. I love it. So you have on your website, you have this intentionality living guide that people can download. Um, and that's at finneyandkelly.com. So we'll go ahead and put that in the show notes. Is that the best place for people to reach out to you if they want to continue this conversation yeah. or learn more about you? Yeah, it is. Because one, it means like I'm always saying like you're one breath away from intentionality because one mm -hmm. breath enables you to go from a reactionary place to a response and you can choose with a new behavior, which is going to lead you towards the desired feeling you want. So this intentional living guide just gives you the playbook of how to do this, all these different morning routines and afternoon routines and evening routines. And then once you're on that, you'll get access to all my socials and everything as well. So that's, that's amazing. Great. I love it. Um, so I've got a couple more questions for you. We're going to switch to the success element. And I do feel like you and I are on such a similar energetic wavelength. So I'm really interested to hear your answer to this question. Um, I believe that you cannot create the life that you want until you define success for yourself. And then the intentionality side of making every single decision with that definition of success in mind is necessary. So for you, how do you define success? So I totally agree. And for me, success is living life on my terms and true with my personal legend and my values. That's really all it is, is am I in alignment with what matters to me? And I'm going to presume that I already know the answer to this next question, but I'm going to answer it. I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, that's a great macro level of success. So now coming down into like every single day, when you are living every single day, how do you know that you are moving towards that definition of success? Great. So there's probably three things. One is I set a morning intention and I go, how, did it, how well did I stay connected to that? So that's one. Second is how am I feeling? If I'm feeling more positive emotions, um, then that's generally a sign. And have I impacted anyone? That's, oh, I that's really that. what I live by. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. This has been such an amazing conversation. And I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Um, before we wrap up, I'd love to do a quick random round. Are you okay cool. with that? I love a random round. All right. Mm -hmm. If you could have any profession other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? Ooh, big mountain skier. I knew it was coming. Yeah. I was, I was going to be disappointed. Um, you can't live in Colorado and not have that be your answer, right? Yeah. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go and why? Well, that's a wonderful question. I think I'd love to go to my own birth and just Ooh. see what it was like seeing my own sort of consciousness without any uh, conditioning coming out into its world. And then also just seeing what my parents were like at that time. I think it'd be a real gift. Oh my gosh. That's such an amazing answer. It's so easy to forget that our parents were like people. Yeah. Right. Like I think that, you know, there comes a point in time where you connect with your parents at an older age where you realize like, oh my gosh, like they're just people. But up until that point, they're your parents and they're like robots and they can't do anything wrong. And so to get that experience of what they were like when they were people before they turned into the robots that raise you like that, that would be such a cool experience. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, books. I am a huge reader. What is the book that you have recommended the most in the business entrepreneurial or personal development space? So I've been really into Edith Edgar and she has two books, which is choice and the gift. And mm -hmm. she was a Holocaust survivor, younger version of Viktor Frankl. And she's, she's pretty amazing. 
I love that. Um, and my last question, purely um, self-serving because I need more songs on my playlist. What is your pump up song? What do you listen to when you can't have a bad day? Oh, that's a really good one. I love uh, like beats by Chrisin, like a DJ Chrisin. Really, mm -hmm. really enjoy him. Um, I listen to a lot of East Forest, even though that's not really pumping up, but it's, it's, I just love it. It makes me feel really good. It pumps yeah. up my heart. <laughs> I love it. Um, Finian, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And thank you for all of the information and insights and exercises and just this wonderful energy that you brought to the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Amber. Loved it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that that sounds like something that you're interested in. The name of that Facebook group is Success Center. Head over there, request to join, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.